Hi friends, I hope you're well. Uh, so today we're doing something a, a little bit different. I'm actually going to be talking you through how we do our food shop in our house, which it doesn't sound terribly exciting. Um, but I've also, so you'll hear me maybe clicking away furiously here. I've made this into a video presentation as well. If you want the full like visual learning experience that you can get from it. If you're kind of like, nah, I don't have time for that. So I'm going to listen to you in the car while I'm out walking. Then that's why I've made it into a podcast. So you've got lots of options. Um, so yeah, here we go. Let me just click share first of all, so that we're recording on Zoom as well. And we're good to go. Okay, so this is how you're going to plan your weekly food shop. Okay, so the first thing that I want you to think about is that you're probably thinking, why do I need to plan my weekly food shop? Or why do I need to plan my food shop? Now, there's a number of you I know currently that are working with me that have a haphazard approach to your food shops in that you do it on a daily basis or... (laughs) I have heart palpitations for you already. You do it on a daily basis or you don't go in with a list. You just kind of buy things as you see them. And then you get home and you think, right, what what am I actually going to make with this? Or you have maybe a partial list of things that you like or usually get. And then you just buy other things to kind of like add to your trolley or your basket. The reason that I want you to think about, seriously think about making a food shopping list and then carrying it out in this manner is that it's going to save you time every single week because you are not going to have to rewrite this. You've already started the process. You put the kind of groundwork in, so to to speak. It's going to reduce the amount of food that you're wasting in your house as well because everything that you buy will be accounted for in terms of how you will be using it in your household as well. And then the third thing is it's also going to make your journey in health and fitness so much easier because you're increasing the likelihood of sticking to your nutritional goals. You're not going to be getting home at night and thinking, oh, right, I'm really hungry, but I'm also really tired. I can't be bothered to cook anything. There's also nothing in the house. Let's just go and get a takeaway. Like, that's okay every once in a while, but if you find yourself doing this at least once a week or more than once a week, think how many additional calories you're consuming and how you could be making something at home or even just throwing it in the oven um, to heat it up, but it's going to keep you in a kind of tighter calorie range and therefore you're going to get the results that you deserve a lot quicker. So if I'm not already winning you over with this, then I don't know what will, Uh, but let's, let's talk about how you're going to do this. So the first thing you're going to be doing is you're going to be picking a meal structure that works well for you. Now, I will caveat this, caveat I think is the right word, by saying obviously in our household it's just Greg and myself. Um, There's not very much in the way of additional meals we need to consider so we don't have children. We work from home the majority of the time. We both enjoy most foods. We're not kind of picky eaters. You know, there's there aren't many kind of food-based barriers. We're also in the very fortunate position where we can afford to, you know, I, well, I was going to say we can afford to do our food shop however we want to. We can buy the kind of stuff we want to in our food shop. 
but we also don't go out every single weekend like we like to spend our money on things like food because we enjoy food like that is a priority for us but now I'm getting sidetracked so anyway we don't have a lot of barriers when it comes to food for us you might be in a slightly different situation you might have young members young members of your family you might have children um you might have a husband you might work shift patterns which make it difficult to plan meals for all of you to sit down as a family there may be some kind of barriers like that so the first thing that I would do is almost just commit the time to sitting down and almost looking at what is your meal schedule like at the minute and what is a meal structure that works well for you based around your home life and your work life so for me personally I tend to have three meals with snacks that works quite well for me my morning meals always tend to be slightly smaller and they get slightly larger slash more calorie dense as the days go as the day goes on some people prefer to have a more calorie dense meal kind of towards the start of the day and then have fewer calories in their meals in the evening genuinely though can I just say at this point um I read a literature review a meta-analysis recently um a meta-analysis is kind of like the gold standard of um, scientific studies because it's it looks at all of them in that one area and summarizes them there is very little in the way of difference whether you eat most of your calories in the morning or most of your calories in the evening so this whole notion of I can't eat carbs after six o'clock and oh if I eat after this time at night it's going to make me fat absolute shit okay you eat your calories at the point in the day that suits you the best so if you prefer to have a large breakfast and then a smaller dinner you do that if you prefer to have a small breakfast and a larger dinner you do that if you prefer to just have your meals evenly split in terms of calories also just do that do what works well for you because what you're doing then is finding a structure and a routine and you're going to be far more likely to stick to it than if you're trying to do something based off of oh, if I don't eat before seven o'clock at night, then all my hard work will be undone. It just makes it challenging. Like it might, that might be your kid's bed and bath time, in which case you're then also trying to pack your dinner in you before that. No, find a routine that works for you. So we're picking that meal structure, um, whether it's three big meals, three meals with snacks in between, or you might prefer to just have smaller, more frequent meals. Again, When it comes to meal frequency and the calorie density of a meal, it really does not matter when it comes to weight loss or fat loss or um, weight gain, if that is also a journey that you're on. Okay, so please don't kind of concern yourself. I think maybe 10 years ago or maybe a little bit longer, there was this, again, like uh, Chinese whispers, you know, around the industry that you had to eat before a certain time of night and you know you had to eat small meals more frequently was more beneficial for fat loss it's again it's bullshit like you can eat as little and often that was a that was a phrase that was kind of banded around like no eat little and often if it works well for you and your schedule but at the same time if three big meals work more efficiently for you because you are super busy then just go for that, okay? The other thing that I will mention when it comes to this picking a meal structure and finding a meal routine is there will be an initial investment of time for you to try and figure this out. Um, But once you have done that, 
then you're not going to have to spend that time ever again trying to suss it all out. So when I say, you know, investing this time now is a really worthwhile exercise to do, um, I genuinely believe that. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to choose meals that suit you. So you're going to think about, do I eat breakfast? What do I want to eat for breakfast? What are my lunches wanting to look like? Am I a soup and sandwich kind of person? Am I wanting to have um, a slightly larger meal for my lunch because it's more convenient for me and my daily routine? Don't just think, oh, like I could do this or I could do that. No, I want you to sit and actually write down what you're going to eat for your breakfast and what you're going to eat for your lunch. You're going to pick five to seven evening meals. I've I've said five to seven because, you know, we will typically, this is the way it works for us, is we'll pick um, seven evening meals and we have those same meals every single week on a rotational basis for, I don't know, six to eight weeks probably until we get sick of one of them and then we'll swap something out to just freshen it up so for example on Saturday night we had cottage pie on last night we had um lamb like a in these little flatbread things with like a yogurt dip that a tzatziki however you say it made that from scratch then another night we have chicken pasta with um parmesan And then on another night, we have a kind of chicken fajita bowl. Um, What else do we have? We have steak with potatoes and a sauce. Like, so we have these meals and every week we have those exact meals. And it's not that I used to laugh at my nan and granddad so much for this when I was little because I thought it was really weird, but now I am this person. Not to the same extent. Like, we don't have, like, lamb on a Sunday and steak on a Monday, but we buy the same foods every single food shop, and then depending on the dates for the meat, that will kind of determine what day we have each of the evening meals on. Um, And then I also want you to think about snack options as well, okay? And then what you're going to do is you're going to maybe take some of those things, and I would like, as a first-time practice, add some of those things into my fitness pal to see what it comes out at. So if you're saying, right, for my breakfast, I'm probably going to have, I don't know, two eggs, two bits of turkey rashers or bacon and then I'm going to have it on some toast and I'm going to have a piece of fruit on the side. Add that into my fitness pal, see what it comes out at. Lunch, I'm going to have uh, soup and a sandwich or I'm going to have a baked potato. Dinner, I'm going to be having chicken pasta dish. Snacks in between, I'm going to have like a little Cadbury's mini roll bar. I'm going to have some more fruit. Like add those kind of things in and see what it comes out with. See if it's a viable meal option for you to be having these things in your day you will also if you look back at my um previous food diary video that i did um you'll be surprised at how much you can actually eat in a day when your meals are planned out like that i almost feel like when you are more prepared with your meals you can almost eat more sometimes Whereas when you have this haphazard approach to your eating, you tend to just kind of like, all oh, right, I'll run down to the coop and grab a sandwich and a and a bottle of juice, and then I'll and then for dinner, like, oh, I'll just throw something together, and it ends up usually coming out as more calories because you're not kind of pre-planning, you're not organised with it. So you know, try adding those things into my fitness pal and see what happens with them. 
Then what you're going to do is you're going to start writing your food shop list, okay? Um, so you've decided what you're having for breakfast, you've decided what you're having for your lunches that week, you've decided what your evening meals are going to be, and you know what your snacks are going to be. Now obviously there are additional things you need to buy, like um, toiletries and all those, and like house cleaning products, and there might be other random things that you need to do. Um, and add on to the list but what you're going to do is you're going to write your shopping list one in order of the aisles that you visit so this is a crucial one the first things on our list are always like if you imagine the place you go and do your food shop right now as soon as you walk in the door what's the first aisles you're seeing that should be the first things on your list so the first things on our list are always like the kind of beauty products or not beauty products like toilet rolls a if I need like um tampons a washing detergent fairy liquid a like treats for kilo is next because then it's pet food this is how like WIC Tesco's works then we're into fruit and veg then we're into dairy products then we're into meat products then we're into dry store stuff then we're into bread eggs etc then we hop down to the chocolate aisle, then we come all across to the freezer section, get the juice bottles that we need, and then that's the food shop, okay? Like, it's ingrained in my brain because I've done it so much now. That's what you're going to do with your food shop list. You're going to write all of the food things in the order of the aisles that you visit, and it it does sound like a a bit of a kind of time-consuming task the first time you do it but what you're also going to do is you're going to do it on your phone so that you can edit things move things around swap them out so if you change your lunchtime option it's very easy to just take out tuna take out bread like substitute in for baked potatoes and cheese like you know it's it's super super easy then and then also um you know if for whatever reason you're not doing the food shop that week you send it to your partner and they have a comprehensive list you can tell them you can buy anything else that you want. Like if there's stuff not on the list that you want to have, like that's fine. But they know the bare minimum. They know the standard of the list that they're going to be buying. Um, so it is maybe a little bit over the top. I don't know. Um, I would love to hear your thoughts um, and see what you think about it um, once you've listened to this. So please let me know after you've listened if this has been helpful or if you just think that I am absolutely crazy. Um, So thank you for listening and I will catch you guys in the next one.